0: Hey, this is H1, and we're about to be running it back with another episode, another one. And we have made it to the finish line. This is the final episode of the season. So clap it up, clap, clap it up, because it's going to be awesome. I'm going to end it off with a banger. H1 is here to conquer. And I made this the last one because I know this is one of the hardest things that people like cannot deal with and this last subject that we're going to be talking about is accepting a loss now i know that losing is hard like especially losing every game in the beginning and you know that i've lost every game i talked about right back in the very first episode that i lost to my big brother p money for the whole first year. So I do understand about losing. And I still lose to this day. You can look at my Lee Chess account. You can look at my chess.com account. I still lose games, but it takes a real um confident person to learn from those losses, you know? And to accept that Yes, I can it's okay to lose and it's okay to learn from your losses. And just a, a lot more tips to know that you're accepting a loss instead of just I'm pushing it on the back burner. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Are you excited? I know I am. I know I am excited to talk more about chess for this last episode. So if you want to become a better chess player, learn about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding, then start right now by following this podcast. Following this um, following this whole organization it's not even an organization because this is a one-man team but let's just pretend like this is a h1 h1 fam organization and y'all part of it y'all part of this community and not only that you can improve your chest by sticking with this podcast but you can improve your chest by subscribing to my youtube channel Chess knowledge with h1 and getting ready to be pumped up for this patreon announcement that we're gonna be um that we're going to be talking about in this next segment. So stay tuned as we run it back with some more chess knowledge. Okay. So, H1 is speaking. H1 is speaking. You like how I talk in a third person, even though there's no one else around, like I am H1. I could just be like I instead of H1. I like I like talking in a third person. But anyway, let's get into the subject of accepting a loss. Now, I don't know if you remember or not, but I lost to my big brother P Money the whole first year, and he was relentless. He did not care about my well-being. I hang pieces. He captured them. He won every single game. He played every game like it was his last game. And as little H1, because I was in fifth grade, I did not know how to combat that. This was a grown-up beating on a little kid. Let me explain. What's a good example that I can give? That's like that's like you know how we try to hit a fly and then the fly gets trapped in the 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 window I don't know why I forgot what that was the 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 window blinds yeah the window blinds and you can get the fly it just makes it more easier for you that's exactly what he was doing he was just smacking me and he just he just demolished me every single game and it wasn't just easy demolishes this was like he took every single piece that I had. It it was horrible. P money showed no remorse. But I remembered me getting just a little bit better each game, just learning from him. And I still don't know how I was in the mindset of learning from those games. But I did. And I bettered myself. OK, and I bettered myself. Now, as H1, I've got better past my first year, but I've learned to take losses the hard way, you know, and it's kind of weird because I've seen adults and kids throw tantrums at tournaments. Let me explain. Um, I was teaching chess one time at this school and this kid, it was a kindergartner. Yes, I teach chess to kindergartners before I did it. Do I like it? That's a different story. Actually, let me say that I do, because, you know, it's just beautiful to see a, a young kid um, learning how to play chess. And you never know, that kid might become another Magnus Carlsen or Gary Kasparov or Bobby Fisher. So, yes, I do like teaching young kids um, how to play chess. I, I believe that you should start at a young age and then that kid is going to grow up to be a grandmaster with um, four years. Um of scholarships to college and yeah start young you never know what might happen but anyway yeah so I taught this class and this kid was in this class and he played his full first chess game and this was after I, I explained how all the pieces moved and this kid was playing this other kindergarten a kindergartner, they played their games and they was playing their games, playing their games, doing their moves. And I was teaching them the moves on the way, because you don't just learn how to move all the pieces from the first try, especially if you're in first grade or a kindergartner is, is really hard. There's like, how many pieces are there to learn? Like six pieces that might be wrong. Maybe it's not double check it for me, (laughs) but as I was teaching them how to move the pieces and as they was playing, I was realizing that the other um that this kindergartner opponent, he was getting the hang of the game. And then he started taking all the pieces of their opponents and it was accurate moves. He would check with me to double check if he could take the piece. And I was like, yes, you can. And he took and then. This this kid, he he was in a situation where he realized that he didn't have any other pieces and he only had the king. And, you know, what's the most stressful thing about being a chess coach is teaching check, teaching check to kids or like people that don't realize that your king can't go on squares where it's attacked. It's just a hard concept for people who are learning from the beginning. And it's so hard to teach somebody that because they can't see everything yet. So you really have to watch the board and just make sure that each move that they do is not like an illegal move because your king cannot it can't go to a spot like that. You got to calm down with that. And then after a while of checking the king, this this kid, he he got there. He got the other kindergartner's king into checkmate. So, after this kindergartner lost his very first game, and probably the first time he lost in his whole entire life since he's a kindergartner, five years old, five years old, experiencing a loss, he threw the worst tantrum I've ever seen like he got so mad and the sad part is that I had like candy for everybody after the class and stuff like that and there's like another teacher on the side and he was seeing this too and he was like do you need help and I was like no I got this I dealt with this before blah 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 and, and this kid just went off this kid didn't want to do nothing else the rest of the 30 minutes and he lost the game. And I was telling to the kid, I, I try to explain to kids, I'm, let's just say before I have a before I had a kid, I was really bad with talking to kids because I, I kept on trying to talk to them like they was grown-ups. You know what I mean? So I explained to the kid, I was like, even the best player on the planet loses in chess. And I thought that that was the simplest way to tell somebody that like even a fifth grader or or like even a kindergarten, which I was expecting that he would understand that of how significant that part was. But he didn't. And so he was mad the whole entire time, didn't play any chess, didn't even want to put up the pieces, didn't want to put up the board. I had to put them in a little corner. It, It was a whole thing and his parent came around and then he kind of calmed down once his parent came around. Usually kids calm down once their parents come around. Which that's something for you to watch for if you have some kids. They just make sure that they're being on their um that they're being on their best behavior. Like I I would go to the school and just surprise your kids some days, you know, just to make sure that they're doing what's right because I've seen some kids, oh my God goodness they they needed some discipline but that's beside the point the point is that this kid it took him a while to comprehend hey i lost the game now i need to just come into next week next week's class with a better mindset and try to learn instead of just being heartbroken and I know this is a, an example by a kid, but I feel like us adults do the exact same thing when we lose. We just don't do it dramatically. We've lived life for like a long period of time. So we know how to hide our, uh, our emotions to a certain extent, which is, which is good, which is really good. You, you want to n- not cry. At an actual board like the kid was doing or and not throw a tantrum. Don't throw pieces. Don't hit your opponent. Don't show violence. I, I wouldn't even show that you're even frustrated. I would just usually when I lost games on my prime years of um, going to tournaments, I just shake, shake my opponent's hand. I was like, OK, thank you. Thank you for teach me a lesson, um, because usually every game that I lost, I've learned a lesson. And I tried not to do it anymore. So this kid, what can we learn from him? That that kid was a grown up. Basically a grown up that showed all of his emotions. And usually when we lose, lose games, we want to just make sure that we're learning from the losses and don't just soak and be mad at yourself and not figure out the problem. Because that's the worst thing that you can do, not figure out the problem of your loss. You need to find the solution. And once you find the solution, you need to learn how to apply it in your next game. I do not know how many times I can say this, but apply the things that you learn from your losses to your next games. Okay, so take every opportunity to learn, especially if the person you lost to is very nice. For example, I didn't I didn't have a a lot of people to talk to because a, a lot of people did not like losing to a teenager, especially when I started going to grown up events. they nobody ever wanted to go over the game with me and like learn what they could do better or what I could do better they they never wanted to a- analyze the game with me i never had a person like that growing up ever i had a couple people throughout my whole chess career a couple people two people out of like hundreds maybe thousands of people that i've played over 13 years Nobody have ever asked, like, hey, let's analyze the game. I had one game after the tournament that we analyzed. We analyzed um, different variations, what the game could have been like. Um, why, And then we get to ask our opponent, hey, why didn't you do that move? What's your thought process? And when you can learn from the person that beat you or the person that you beat, that just makes chess a lot easier, a lot more fun. And that's one way that you can get over the loss if you just learn from your opponent and talk to them more. But you might be thinking like, what if I'm the type of person that don't like talking to people? What if I'm the introvert and I'm still super mad at my opponent for beating me? If you're still mad that your opponent beat you and you can't carry on a conversation or at least go over the game with your opponent and they're trying to be super nice. Man, first of all, you need to get that checked out. Second of all, just go home. <laughs> if you have more games in the tournament, yeah. Oh you know, you need to stay there. But analyze it yourself. Be a loner. There's nothing wrong with that either. I'm pretty sure Bobby Fisher did that multiple times. But if your opponent is really nice i would take advantage of that and not just be in my feelings you know as h1 if your opponent is super nice make sure you make friends so that you can learn from each other you never know you never know what might happen what if your opponent like that beats you like you become like good friends with them and they're like hey you can borrow this book and then there's this book that's all about something that you've been working on or something that you need to work on. And it's like, Whoa, that's cool. Um, can I borrow this? And you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's dope. Yeah. That's, that's what can happen. Actually that happened to me a few times. Um, I I faced expert rated players, like 2000 rated players. And they're like, Hey, you want this book? And I got this book. Um, that's how I got this book right here, right in front of me called the art of not the art Art of Attack and Chess by Everyman Chess, um, Vladimir, v- nope, not saying that last name, but that's how I got that book. And then I got the book, where's that other book at? Where- and then I got a book from another player that I've played multiple times, um, Modern Chess Openings, which just chess- learning chess openings was something that I needed to- needed to work on at the time, which I did, and I progressed, and now I got my set of openings that I do or my repertoire. I've learned a lot from those books alone that I can carry on, like that I remember till this day, so that that's really important. Hey, this is the waiting room segment, Chess Jokes by H1. And the joke of today is I got a job working shifts as a piece in a 24 hour human chess game. I'm on nights this week. You get it? I'm on nights. Thanks for listening. Oh, man. Online chess. Man, what about online chess just gets on my nerves sometimes is it just the availability to play chess games all day all night is it the thousands tens of thousands of people that are on these platforms that are willing to play chess and or is it like all these good players that go on this chess platform and you don't know if they're cheating or not It could be all those things, but online chess made me the player that I am today. I can tell you that online chess was the I used the platform to practice all my openings, all my gameplay, all the strategies, all the tactics that I know personally, and it got me ready for over the board chess. But there are ways to not use it as an advantage. There are ways where you get stuck in this this wormhole and you can't get out of it. So, this is the thing. If you're losing Are you listening? <laughs> if you're losing, don't keep playing. If you're losing, do not keep playing. It's online chess, okay? it's not it's not anything else and you might be like well what if i need to keep on playing chess there's other tips for that too but if you're just randomly playing people like you play a different person each match um, this can apply more for bullet because you can get you can get more um, absorbed into the like into chess if you're playing bullet and all these different players it can be more mundane mundane or whatever i I would suggest if you're losing don't keep on playing and i'm I'm not saying that to stop playing that whole day I'm not saying that I'm not even saying to stop playing for that whole hour I just need you to do a few things if you're losing and these losses could come from um, And these losses, I just need you to take a second and breathe, okay? Breathe, go over the loss Why you lost. If you just keep on playing games like these chess platforms want you to do, you can go on a 10-game losing streak very quickly, especially in bullet. And I know because I've done it before, and then you think that, man i'm a terrible player why am i playing chess everybody beats me everybody is a grandmaster on this platform for some reason but it it isn't true it's just that our brains tricks us into thinking that like our brains are really heartless you know it's like our brains shut down when, once you start losing. And you don't ever know it. You think that, okay, you think that your brain accepted a loss, but you really didn't. You're still thinking about it, but subconsciously. And it happens a lot, especially when you go on a losing streak. I would say to like pause, take a breather after your first loss or second loss, but you shouldn't just keep on playing. Because once you keep on playing, it it just sucks the joy away from the game, especially if you're losing. And I went on a losing streak before. I kept on playing 10 games, lost one the next game. And then I went on another five game losing streak. You know how disappointing that is when I thought that I was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to win these next five games. It's going to be great. I'm already thinking about the future when the future wasn't even here yet that's the that's the that was the problem with that don't think about the future and, and that's the thing about um thinking about chess ratings too when you're at 2099 or like you're one point away from the the rating threshold of getting past 2100 and all you have to do is beat your last opponent usually if you're thinking about stuff like that from the beginning you're not going to beat your opponent it's not going to happen you're either going to draw or you're going to lose it happens all the time that's why you should be more focused on the chessboard, and and uh there's been uh, other like different kind of ways to play chess on these platforms on chess.com only chess there's that's why they have that what's that what's that function called? The Zen mode function on lead chess, where you don't see your opponent's rating or your opponent's name. You just see the board in your time clock. I think they have that on chess.com, but it's called something else. But that's why these platforms have that because they know that us humans that run by the advertisements, I, I forgot what was the number, but it was a high number. We do it every single day and it's just normal to us. Now the billboards, Social medias, you name it, it's just normal for us, and that's the exact same thing with chess. Our mind just moves, our just just uh, our mind, our brain just keeps on just keeps on running for some reason, and it thinks about a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff, and you just needed to, to focus, and once you get your brain to focus on the chessboard, on making good moves, that and that's what you want. Because when you're on a losing streak, when you're losing game after game, your brain isn't focused anymore. I even got on losing streaks where I'm just thinking about my last game and I'm like, man, I wasn't even thinking about good moves that game. I wasn't calculating anything. I was just doing moves just for the fun of doing moves. And that doesn't matter your chest because when you're just doing moves just to do moves, then you can't learn from your mistakes because that wasn't the real you. Which is crazy. I just got deep on y'all. Mind blown by H1. But if you're on a losing streak, take a breather. Play your next game. If that doesn't work, I would always suggest do this. Even before you play any type of online chess, do some puzzles. That's the best thing that you can do to get your brain warmed up for a chess game do a couple puzzles then play chess game and just see how um just see how your mindset changes when you go into the chess game It, it it's awesome or the the third step just just take a second to think about your losses just take take a second to think about how you lost why you lost was it where it could be where you lost I don't know where you're playing chess but if you're the type of person that can't play chess near distractions and I know I have a uh, I have a daughter and it's hard for me to play chess with a daughter and you know it, it sucks because my daughter just started crawling out of nowhere and man she's a handful but anyway I know that distractions can come out of nowhere, but you need to figure out why you're losing and you need to stop it immediately. Now, back to my other subject that I was going to talk about. What if you need to keep on playing the game or you're playing a friend and you want to keep on playing them and you lose a game? It depends on what game you lost. For example, most grandmasters, they... uh, they play a very tactical game like a Sicilian or something or some other opening and then if they lose then they go to playing solid openings like the London or the Queen's Gambit solid openings like that Um, it is good to know different openings to see like how to stop the bleeding and you need to figure out how to stop the losses even if you get a draw, it is good to stop the loss. Because that that draw can lead to wins afterwards. So if you're um playing somebody and you lose against them, just play more solid the next game or um or try to tactical go more tactical again, going for the win and just see if it works out the second time and if it doesn't, you need to change up your whole strategy really quickly. And you just need to keep on changing it up so that your opponent doesn't get used to it. I've played friends like five games in a row, 10 games in a row. And this is normally the strategy that you want to go against. Or if you're if you all playing the same opening again and again and again and you keep on doing different variations, but you're not getting anywhere you need to change up the opening, change up your strategy instead of attacking your opponent. You need to play more strategically and it's hard to do that because all of us have our weaknesses and have our strengths and most most of our strengths are most of our strengths aren't being more strategic but that just comes with the with the game of chess overall being an average good person you need to be an average person in every single section no matter if it's tactical you attacking you defending a lot of people hate defending but you defending you being strategic you winning end games you playing the middle game you need to be an average person in each section of the game of chess and you need to know how to do it now I guess I can go more into that with the next season but yeah there are different chess personalities and you there are different openings that you should just use for yourself. And um, sometimes, instead of just playing D4, maybe there's the opening variation that you can play with E4 that you know very well that can confuse your opponent. And y'all, y'all can just play in a different game and get just get rid of that loss. Just stay away from those losses. Um, those are just tips from the top of my head where you can... What you can do when you're facing... An opponent that you have to face. And you, there's no way to take a breather or do like tactic puzzles. So, what we need to avoid is losing 10 games and rage quitting and quitting the game with chess altogether. That's what we need to avoid. Rage quitting. Don't beat up your computer. Your mouse didn't do anything to you. Your internet connection better not be jacked up. Don't don't make any other reasons. Don't, don't rage quit. There's no reason to rage quit. You need to get that out of your system. You need to change that mindset immediately. Because that that, that doesn't solve anything. It's not logical. It's like if you're I don't know why. Once you become a family guy, like every example that you have is like kid oriented but anyway if your own blood if your own kid did something bad or something you're not just gonna hate them forever right you're not just gonna like rage quick break a tv start breaking your own stuff like no it's your kid you you have to mold them you have to train them right that's basically what you're doing you're training yourself to become a better player become a better player and don't don't just rage quit and quit the game because once you quit the game, then that's when your chess career ends. And then now you're, uh, should I say that? I guess I'm saying that. Yeah, now you just become a failure. Yeah. When you just quit a game because you lost so many times that you're like, man, I hate this stupid game. Man, that that's like, that's a real scrub move for you to do just to quit a game just because you lost um, several different times. If you stop loving chess, that's okay. That's that's fine. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, homie. But I'm guessing since you're listening to me right now, listening to this episode, I'm guessing you want better to your, better your chess. So please, do not quit. It is good to have the desire to win every single game. That is right. And there is a time to respect your opponent skills. Your opponent has skills. They have their own special skill set. They have their advantage over you. And you have your advantage over them. And you can't you can't be mad at your opponent for playing better than you that game. You gotta you gotta um you gotta level up. You gotta improve in your chess so that you can beat that opponent that beats you. And that's another thing, too, when you start respecting all of your opponents just equally like and seeing that you can learn from every single one of your opponents, even the ones that you win easily. And because those ones that even against those people that you can win against easily, you should be striving to do just accurate moves, every single move and every single move of yours shouldn't have any Inaccuracies or blunders at all, or any um, any chances for your opponent. So basically, what I'm saying is you should always be training, and nothing that you do should just be like a ah oh, I can do that tomorrow or ah oh, that's just a fluke. Nothing should be like that. So everybody lose. All you have to do is train and try again. Negativity doesn't change anything. But if you stay positive about being able to gain more knowledge, then you're going to progress in your chess playing skills. This is the waiting room segment chess history by H1 and the person we're going to be talking about today is Emanuel Lasker now Emanuel Lasker was born on December 24th 1868 in Poland Emanuel Lasker was a German chess player and a mathematician and a philosopher who was world chess champion for 27 years. From 1894 to 1921. The longest reign, longer than any other chess champion in history. He was married to Martha Cohn and died on January 11, 1941, in New York. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is H1, and it's time to get down to business. And I'm going to start this off by just saying that you are a good chess player. And I do not want you to, to underestimate your skill. That being said, if you lose a game, you can get better. There's no stopping you from progressing in chess. Whatever effort you put into the game is you will see the results okay that's how chess is and that's how chess will always be now for those people who cannot control their emotions at all which i have experienced everything at a chessboard i have experienced people crying in front of me in a chessboard i have experienced people throwing tantrums throwing pieces wrecking pieces Um, right beside me. I was just playing in a chess tournament. This this kid just like yelled out, out loud, and then stormed off just randomly. If you cannot control your emotions at a chess game, let me just tell you that that's okay. It's cool to put your emotions in the game. A lot of chess players, a lot of grandmasters put their emotions in the games all the time. If you watch Hikaru Nakamura play play his games on um, youtube you will see that he has several different facial expressions that he uses in a chess game and if he's losing he shows it on his face if he's winning then he shows it by how relaxed he is so you can't put 100 percent in a chess game there's nothing wrong being sad there is nothing wrong with being overly happy but still stay respectful <laughs> Oh, one other thing too. It, it's important to know that it, you can it, you can't show your emotions, but you, you can't lose control of them. So if you're crying, don't be like. If you're crying at the chessboard, don't be like, "Dang, I'm just a worthless piece of crap, and I'm just dust, and I'm not anything compared to chess. I should just quit." And I shouldn't even play the rest of this tournament because I wanted I wanted to be a good player, but I just can't do it. It's in my genetics. My dad and mom, they're not smart. And they're the reason why I can't be a good chess player. Do not do that. That is not it at all, please. That is silly. You can be a good chess player. Anybody can, no matter if you're smart or dumb tall or small big or skinny or whatever you can be a good chess player i'm seeing it all in the tournaments i have been into so yeah don't don't doubt yourself like that that's 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 really ridiculous and if you need some encouragement just text me on my just dm me on my instagram just be like hey I'm having problems with this and I don't know how to better myself. And I'll just DM you back and be like, hey, these are steps that you need to take, especially since I'm having this Patreon. I guess I'm in this teaching mode now, which is dope. Now, another thing that I want to talk about, other than to not underestimate your skill and to there's nothing wrong with showing full emotions on a chess game, as long as you're controlling them, is to please do not give up winning completely. There are people that from the beginning expects to lose. I never understood that. Why would you expect to lose a chess game? Or they think that they can't even win the chess game. They go for the word that I dislike the most. They they go for a draw. <laughs> Did you hear me? They go for a draw. A draw is only valid when you played a tough game. If you're not playing a game and you just play a few moves and you ask for a draw or you go into some variation where you do a three-move repetition, then no, you're no, that's that's not chess. You play chess to go for the win every single time. You go for the win. And to go for the win every single time, you to to win these to change this. Man, I can't even talk because it just got me so riled up. But to change this perspective is going to be hard. First of all, I need you to set little goals and strive to win every game. And these little goals you can set is by, Hey, let me just develop all my pieces first and just see how the game goes. B, let me see if the quality, do I got the space advantage? Who has the initiative in the middle game? What is the best move? don't even think about the other stuff just think about trying to play your best moves in the chessboard. if you just think about that then you don't even have to worry about expecting all these emotions of just losing that or just saying that you're already going to lose you need to quit that you need to stop that that that's what i mean by setting little goals so we can all be our own magnus carlson or gary kasparov or just be any champion that we want. And we need to just all just have that confidence to be anybody else. But at the same time, be humble that your opponent is very, very knowledgeable and very good. You see how hypocritical chess can be sometimes? Because if you understand that last part, then you're, you're on the right path. You know, every situation is different in chess. And when you understand that, The game becomes a lot easier. Now, make sure you challenge your opponents and go a hundred percent. Just like my Hero Academia, you know, all my he he always goes. I guess he doesn't always go, but he always does his best to be the hero to save everybody and go a hundred percent. That's what we need to do with all of our opponents. We need to be at our one hundred percent. Play your best openings do the right strategies. Don't do stuff that you don't know in a chess game. Don't do some special opening that you don't know and that you did, you just unknown about the strategies in. That, that would be stupid. No, do the stuff that you know. Go 100%. Um, challenge your opponents and the things that you are knowledgeable about, that you have the advantage in. So if you have the advantage in open positions then play an open position against everybody okay play an open position play e4 against everybody and learn those openings and even play e4 against let's say you faced your first grandmaster don't change it up to d4 just because it's a grandmaster no keep the stuff that you've already been playing just keep on being consistent because that consistency is gonna pay off in the long run. Now, a few last things. Concentration and focus on each game will make will make sure that you acquire all the knowledge you need. You staying focused and you concentrated in a chess game on a chess board. On every phase of the chess game, the opening, the middle game, the end game, you need to learn how to be focused hundred percent of the time all the time because anything can happen you could be giving your opponent a draw when you're in a winning position or you could or if you're not focused in the beginning or the opening you could blunder a piece away just just blunder a piece away with a fork or something so staying focused staying concentrated will help you one thing that i would do when i'm at a chess tournament i would stay focused at a chess tournament I would have my water already with me or my bag of almonds already with me to eat just to make sure that I have my brain fruit and that I'm mentally ready for this chess game and a good thing to end this off with is don't think of losses as the end of the world because I'm pretty sure you're going to know that you are not alone. Everybody's been there. Everybody has lost the game. Don't think of losses as the end of the world. If you're a kid, or if you're or, or if you're a person that's over 70. I don't care what age, where you're at, which country you're in, the the lost is not the end of the world. And you're not alone. Because if nobody's there, I can tell you for, for sure that I've been there. So, by h one, you're not alone. Because now, if you reach to this point, to my last episode of this season, you're a This is the waiting room segment, Chess quotes by H1. And the quote of today is, Listen to your brain to accept what is lame, which is the loss. Thanks for listening. hey man it's been a long journey to get to this point but you have made it we are here the h1 fam and i'd just like to say thanks for listening because i appreciate every single one of you that have been helping me since the beginning of when i started this let's say five months ago back in 2020 that is crazy if you've been here for that long and (laughs) <laughs> I'm acting like it's a long time, five months ago. But I'm just super happy for all the supporters that I have that's been with me even for that long. I appreciate no matter I appreciate everything, no matter how small it is. Now, for this next season that is going to be coming out, I am going to be taking a month break. So let me check my calendar, see when I'm going to start it back up. Uh, now, you might be thinking a month break is super long which I I, it probably is. I'm not going to lie. It probably is. But I'm going to make sure that it doesn't seem that long because I'm going to be giving out uh, updates probably in two weeks on what I'm doing. And I'm especially going to throw out an episode of my launch of my Patreon. So that's going to be really important too if you're um, ready to you know, improving chess, watch videos, watch instructional videos, watch openings and just be a part of this whole community. Now, I guess I'm just going to set the deadline for February 2nd for the next season and the next season is going to be super exciting. I'm going to be I'm talking about chess personalities, the opening, the middle game, and the end game, and that's all the sneak peek I'm going to be saying right now. That's that's it. It. it's gonna be awesome I, I promise it is so um, I would just like to say thank you for being here um, just know that it doesn't end here I will still be posting on my YouTube channel Chess Knowledge with H1 that is still going I am still on Instagram H1 Chess I do have a Facebook group that's called Chess Knowledge with H1 and a Facebook page that's called Chess Knowledge with H1 I do have a Twitter I'm not on Twitter. I do have a TikTok called H1Chess. I'm basically everywhere. So if you want to either message me, contact me, you can message me on um, Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. You can comment on one of my videos so I can know where you are. Somebody else has already commented from Denmark, which that is crazy. That was one of my very first inspirational comments from a person that has listened to my podcast, which... I appreciate you greatly. And yes, when I did that, I did bow down with my hands, with my palms together. Um, anyway, let's let's just uh, let's get back into it in February 2nd. I wish you all well. If you want the episodes early, it will be on my Patreon January 15th. I probably will have an episode already ready that week. So, if you do want it early ac- if you do want early access, that is a way that you can get it early. Now I do welcome you back, and I will see you soon so that we can run it back with some more chess knowledge. Peace!